Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to the Crew First Culture podcast. My name is Jeremy, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Today's Monday, and Mondays are for checking that mindset, for adjusting our perspective, maybe realigning some priorities, and pretty much everywhere in between, just kind of doing some introspection, figuring out some areas we can get better at, and hopefully creating a better world one person at a time. So that being said, before I get started, I want to thank Woods Forcible Entry Door Kits for their sponsoring the show and for helping spread that message. So thank you. Getting started. So this is almost a piggyback off of the conversation last week on Monday. Monday last week was basically talking about when you are faced with some decisions that basically you're choosing between either doing the right thing and breaking some rules or maybe not making the right choice just because that's that's what the rules are and and if you are i know i didn't explain it very well but if you are interested in that and and haven't heard it basically it's the concept of of you need to do the right thing no matter what even if that means breaking a few rules to get it done and so if you hadn't listened to that and and interested in it go ahead and check that out that's from last week uh 81 i believe not sure but but uh anyway so today like i said it's going to be kind of connected but but not really and just kind of the premise on it is at what age did being able to make decisions start sucking <laughs> and of course i'm going to have to add some some context here to to kind of get where I'm going, but the, the idea behind it is, you know, when you're young and you start getting some, in, some independence, you start being able to make your own decisions and, and start kind of getting out on your own. It's fun to be able to do that. It's fun to be independent. It's fun to be able to decide if I'm going to you know, just hang out at the house or if I'm going to go drive myself to the high school basketball game tonight and, and cheer along my friends. You know, that's a cool thing. It, it's, it's just fun to have a little bit of responsibility and the ability to make your own decisions. Something I have really, really learned lately is that when you become an adult and you know things start happening that aren't fun and and you know responsibilities start getting really heavy sometimes sometimes you have decisions that just suck all the way around all the options are bad and and it's almost like you're taking a national registry test and you just have to pick the least bad option or 
the most harmless option. And that's a, that's a bad place to be. It's a, it's a sucky place to be. And it's, it seems like just speaking personally, there has been a lot of that for me here lately. There has been a lot of decision-making that has had to been, been make made both at work and, and especially at home. I I would lean way, way more heavily at home with, you know, my wife and I having to, to, be faced with some options that just it, there's no winning there at literally every option that's there comes with a lot of risk. It comes with a lot of gamble. It comes with a lot of negatives. And so that's kind of my thinking behind. It. I know I said it in a goofy way, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a conversation, you know, those decisions were fun when we were kids and when you didn't have a lot of responsibility and you're just starting to gain some independence and, and it's fun to make decisions. But when you get older and and when things start getting real and you know, when there are, especially when you become a parent and you have your kids mental health at stake and your kids physical health and safety at stake and, and, you know, just being able to provide for them. And, you know, there's so many things that, you know, it, it gets very heavy very quickly. And so that's just kind of my mindset behind the conversation today. And I'll go into kind of what got me there. And, and hopefully, you know, I can keep it as, as relative and, and somewhat entertaining as I can. Don't want to bore you with personal situations, but I'll just kind of tell you a one of the examples that that led me to wanting to talk about this. And so right now we've got a got a husky that that we've had for had for over a year now. He's a he's still a puppy. He's barely over a year. He was he was really little when we got him but i say he's still a puppy because he still acts like a puppy he wants to chew on everything and and just he's a he's a crazy dog but uh we also for those of you that haven't heard me talk about it we live on a little farm you know nothing huge it's not a ranch we got 10 acres but we have lots of animals lots of chickens and goats and peacocks and different things and so if you don't know anything about huskies huskies are a breed that has a very high prey drive which means they love to chase things anything that moves they want to chase it and especially him being young still he wants to play with things which means if it's anything little and he can catch it he's probably going to kill it. And so that being said, we have had a lot of issues with him. We, we try to keep him inside. He chews things up when we're not at home. So he's, he gets put outside a lot. And, and so he has gotten into some of the animals. He's killed several chickens. He's gotten a hold of some of kittens you know we've had we have barn cats and and he's gotten hold of some of the kittens and 
and just anything in between. Oh, obviously he's he's done a very good job of uh, controlling our possum and mole population population. I would say as well, he's a, a very good hunter. But you know that that comes with some good, then that comes with some bad. You know, obviously that's why we have barn cats is because it you know to control some of that stuff, and so you know the possums and and everything else is obviously we don't have a problem with that but you just can't have a dog that you can't trust around a farm if 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 you can't trust him around animals and so he got a hold of of one of our baby goats that we just had a few days ago and and so, you know, just, just several things that have come up here lately. And it's just, it's made it very evident that it's just time to find another option for him. And so this sucks because I love that dog. That dog loves me. And I just, I, I have been avoiding it for quite a while. My wife has been done with him for, for a long time. You know, she, she likes him. She thinks he's funny. She thinks he's cute because he's a, a pretty husky but she's just been done with him because of of everything he does he's he's a lot of work and and he tears everything up and so she's been done with him and and probably would have rehomed him a long time ago but i've been digging my heels in because i really like him and so that's been the hold up and any but anyway you know i i just realized that with everything that's happened, with everything he's done, I don't see that I'm ever going to be able to kind of get him out of that because that is his genetics. That's just part of who he is. And so we've started looking for a good home to, uh, to place him in. And so, you know, I, I told my daughter this yesterday on our way home and you know, she just lit into me. You know, I, I got chewed out pretty good. And she's a big animal person. So, you know, she, she, her kind of her, her stance on it was, well, we just need to train him better. We need to spend more time and effort putting into him so that he will quit doing that. And, and that's when we had the whole genetics conversation. It's like these dogs, that's just what they are. You know, some dogs are great at certain things. And they're bad at other things. You know, it's why you don't buy a, a Labrador or a Golden Retriever as a, you know, a, a guardian dog to, to, you know, scare off bad people. You know, it's not going to happen. They're going to sit there and, and roll over and, and let the, the uh, bad guys scratch their stomach and then go rob you. That's not what they're made for. But if you're wanting a hunting dog, that's the dog you want. And so anyway, you know, that conversation and, and I, I had to kind of stop and just step away from the conversation because I, I was getting, I was getting irritated because she was making it sound like, you know, I was giving up on him and, and I didn't care about him. And, and that is obviously not the truth because there is no buddy in our family that spends more time with him than me. And I just, like I said, I, I love the dog. And so it was hard for me to kind of listen to that. And, and I didn't want to get upset because 
for one, she's young. She doesn't understand the whole decision-making thing that I just talked about earlier about how sometimes there's just not a good decision or there's not a good option. They all suck. And so she doesn't know that. She doesn't understand. And she doesn't truly have a a clear perspective either. So I just let it go. But I, I continue to think about it all day. And so to to kind of give even a little bit more insight, and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm rambling about personal farm stories here, but I will get to my point very quickly, I promise. To to give a little bit more insight even to this, and, and this is a conversation that I will have with her. I just had to to really I had to really think it out and, and and digest it myself before I had it with her. But anyway, we previously several years back, we got a German shepherd because we had some things go on that we started being concerned with the safety of our family. And so we wanted to get a dog to protect the family, protect the house. And so we had a German shepherd. She was a great dog. Uh, put her through a lot of training, spent like $1,200, I think, maybe even more. It seemed like it was almost $2,000 to train her, like, you know, to be a, a guardian dog for our family. And like I said, she was a great dog. I, I love that dog too. Um, as far as our family goes, she was a great dog for the family. But again, German Shepherds, high prey drive terrible terrible dog to have around a farm and she killed several chickens and and then she started getting a hold of some of our goats and even some of our bigger goats almost killed a few and and finally a little bit later got a hold of of literally our biggest biggest goat out there and 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 killed him and that was you know I I realize it's probably goofy for some people out there to hear, but that was my favorite goat. He was a, he's just a, you know, a loving goat. And if you don't know anything about goats, if you have a friendly goat, they are literally like dogs, if not even better. (laughs) So, you know, that was, that was a hard time for me because I lost, you know, an animal that I really love. And as the cause of that, it really kind of made me realize, okay, we've got to do, something different. So I had to find a home for her that time. And so I knew it had to be done, but it sucked because I didn't want to do that. And and the kids were upset. It just, it was a crappy situation. And so that, that is important because that plays into the situation I'm in right now. You know, do I just turn my head and and ignore the fact of what's really going on and, and just, just to, you know, not upset the kids and just to not be put in a place to make bad, a hard decision, because then, then what, what, what is going to happen next? What is he going to get a hold of next? Because it's going to happen again. It's just, that's the way it is. And so that's, that's kind of the conversation that we'll have my, my daughter and I, to, to really dig into that and, and to go into some of that's why we make the decision stuff, but to bring it around full circle and, and to actually get something out of this conversation, 
again, I'm sorry that if I, <laughs> it took a while to get here, but, oh, that's the life of an, an adult. That's the life of a parent. That's the life of somebody that is in charge of others. You know, that's the life of a leader. You have to make the decisions. And a lot of the times you're having to make choices between options that aren't any good. And that's what I was thinking. You know, part of my thinking process of, of what I would talk to her about is you know, when you get older, I, especially here lately, just thinking about, you know, the, the choices I've had to make here lately, you know, the percentage of decisions I make that are just like, oh, man, I'm a winner either way. These are all great options. I get to pick whichever is the best of the best options. And, and either way I go, that's a great place to be. The percentage of decisions I make that are like that are like less than 1%. I don't, I, I just don't remember having a decision like that. It's always like, well, this is a, and I, I think the, the best case scenario is this, you know, okay, this is obviously a, a the best option. You know, it, it, it's, it's better than this other one. This other one's not a good option. And so we'll just, we got it. We got to go this way. It's never, wow. You know, I, I win, I win this way. If I choose this, I win this way if I choose that. And so hmm. I don't know. I'll just pick either one. It it seems like there is always gambles associated to these decisions. And so the point underneath all of it is that we still have to make those decisions. It doesn't matter what options you have. It doesn't matter what options you don't have. It doesn't matter how much risk is associated with every option available. We still have to make an option. Doing nothing is the worst possible choice we can make. I don't, I don't know that there is any situation involving any topic, any decision ever being made that doing nothing is the best option. Now, I don't mean it's it's I don't mean to say that it's not okay to wait and, and kind of think things out, maybe let things play out a little bit. No, I'm not saying rush into things. If if you need to take your time, think about things, you know, step back a second before you make a decision. That's that's not what I mean. Obviously, those are good things sometimes. I mean, just not, just flat out not making a choice, not making a decision, just ignoring the responsibility to be that person that makes the decision. And so, you know, and I won't go into any details because, you know, this is, this is an ongoing thing and, and I'm, I don't want to get into it, but there is a situation right now with, with a couple of our kids, you know, They've got a loved one that is in a, you know, is in a bad way health wise. And so this is, this is another, and this is probably the biggest lose, lose situation 
I've ever been a part of as far as decision making goes. You know, if, if we choose one way, we have to be concerned with the mental health of, of our kids in one particular area. If we choose another way, then we have to be concerned with the mental health of our kids in another way. And so it is, it just sucks. And my wife and I have had this conversation a couple of times. It just, it just sucks to be put in that situation, to have to make a choice that we know there is absolutely risk involved, but most likely there's going to be some, you know, some negative effects come from it. Either way, either, either way we pick, there's a gamble. Either way we pick, there are negatives to it. Either way we pick, there are risks. But we still have to pick. We cannot just sit there and not do anything. And so, you know, I, I was kind of halfway joking when I started out by saying, at what age do does it kind of start sucking to to have to make decisions but that's where i you know that's where my head is it used to be fun used to be cool to be independent and to make your own decisions and and make your own choices but as time goes as responsibility builds as the odds and and risk factors increase as things start to get real It, it kind of turns into not as much fun to have to make those decisions. But we still have to do it. We still have to make some sort of decision. We still have to stand up and make some choice. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I've, I feel like, as always, I, I have this grand vision in my head of a great conversation that's important and as usual it's it's a conversation that i need and am having currently with myself but at the same time i i think it's a conversation that others need and and want to hear as well and so that's why i share it so i have all that in my head but i just always wonder how well it kind of translates out in my words so hopefully hopefully i conveyed things in a way that that at least gets you to thinking you know I, and really bottom line it's that no matter what we're faced with no matter what hard decisions we have to make no matter what hard choices we have to make no matter what bad options we have to pick from we as leaders, we as parents, we as spouses, we as adults that are in charge of our own lives, you know, whatever, whatever level of responsibility you're looking at right now, we have to be the ones that make those decisions. We cannot sit around and just let life happen by chance. We have to go out and we have to do it. And if those are bad options to pick from, you do your best. You weigh the options. You 
you try your very best to pick the one that you think is going to be the least hurtful, the the least risky. And you just make the decision. So that's all I got today. I hope my ramblings were <laughs> were somewhat helpful to you. I I haven't I don't do this usually because I I've had a few times where guests have had to reschedule and things like that and, and things got mixed around, but I've already got several recorded. So looking forward to the next couple of weeks, we've got Jim Moss coming on Thursday. Good conversation with him about leadership, a little bit about his book, humility, and just, you know, just good stuff with Jim. And after that, I will probably have a two-part series with Rick George. I had a conversation that I recorded with him a couple days ago, and it was almost three hours long. And so I'm probably going to break that up into two episodes. But that is another one. You definitely don't want to miss that. Rick has got an amazing story. So inspirational. He's such a, a great guy. You know, Everybody that knows him personally and that's met him just can't say enough about how awesome he is. And so I really look forward to kind of get meeting him and, and getting to know him a little bit. And, and it was an, an awesome conversation. So look for those the next two or three weeks, some, some really good conversations coming up with guests. And so I will leave you with that. I hope you have a great week. I hope that said something today to add even just a little bit of value to your life. You know, the, the bottom line of everything I do is just, we need to keep getting better. We need to keep improving, keep learning, keep growing, becoming better people. Oh, that's what it's all about. And so I'm here to try my best to inspire a little bit of that in you because that's what I want in myself. And so until next time, thank you for joining me. Thank you for your time. Do the right thing, stay humble and do work. Thank you. <laughs>